Welcome to the Karis Karis Digital Show and Podcast, where we explore the cutting edge of wellness. I'm Kara Sundlin. Today's episode is sponsored by the Center for Advanced Reproductive Services. So what should you eat to improve your chances of becoming pregnant? My guest today is Ami Chakshi. She is a health coach at the Center for Advanced Reproductive Services, and she helps women become pregnant by using food for fertility. Welcome, Ami. Thank you. Welcome. And thank you for having, <laughs> thank you for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, uh, let's just talk about the theory of the connection between nutrition and conception. What is the connection between nutrition and conception? Well, food is really the root for optimizing health and optimizing fertility. Food is information for your cells and your body. And, you know, if you look at us like uh, we're as humans, we're 30 to 40 trillion cells, and it begins with one cell from from man and woman. So one egg, one sperm, and it's the food that provides the information to these cells so that it becomes a, a healthy child. So food supports health. It supports uh, blood sugar and hormone health as well. I know there's so much information out there and people get so confused. So what is the best way to eat if you're trying to become pregnant? Yeah, so there are tons of different diets out there. And really, the information around diets uh, for, for, for fertility is around a Mediterranean diet. So that's really focused on eating a whole food diet. Um, important to incorporate uh, vegetables, proteins, fats, but also looking at the quality of those foods. So decreasing pesticides by eating um, more organic types of food as well, you know, depending on the type of food you can, you, you could um, uh, eat more organic. And then it incorporates also eating in a certain way to balance blood sugar. Yeah, let's talk about that because food actually has an effect on our hormones, for our blood sugar, insulin, and people don't really think about that. They might think I'm hungry or I'm trying to lose weight or I'm trying to gain weight, but this food is actually controlling all of our sensitive hormones that can affect our fertility, right? Yeah, absolutely. So it affects uh, your blood sugar. And then, you know, the funny thing about blood sugar is while it affects your body, it can also affect your mood. And for women who are going, trying to conceive, they're typically feeling stressed about it. There's a lot on their plate. And uh, food can support balanced mood as well. So, it you know, it, combining food in a, in a way that incorporates an even blood sugar is key on so many different levels. Yeah, I love that you're, you posted your quote here, which I'm just going to read it for the viewers. If we could give every individual the right amount of nourishment and exercise, not too little, not too much, we would have found the safest way to health. And that was Hippocrates. But of course, we live yeah. in a stressful time and there's so much confusion, paleo, keto, vegan, Mediterranean. So let's talk a little bit about what a fertility diet looks like. What would be some of the things you would suggest that your patients eat to increase their uh -huh. risk of conception? Sure. So we're looking at maybe eating a rainbow, eight to 10 servings of fruits and vegetables. That can be hard, um, but it is doable. And it's, uh, you know, it, if you look at the different colors of fruits and vegetables, it, it, you can see the different phytochemicals that make those colors and those benefit us as well. So vegetables are the foundation, add a protein to it, typically an organic protein. It could be a vegetarian protein as well. And those two are the biggest, uh, those are the most important as far as balancing blood sugar. And then 
you can incorporate some healthy fats in there as well and whole grains um, as opposed to refined grains. Well, let's talk about the grains because there's also a lot of confusion about gluten. And uh-huh. y- y- you actually do recommend that people avoid a lot of gluten food. But even if you're not a celiac, why is that? Because gluten is has been seen to affect inflammation. And so we're looking to reduce inflammation as much as possible. And while, yes, women have... Um, women who are celiac should definitely avoid gluten. It's probably a good idea to lower what you're eating if you're trying to conceive. Lower the amount of gluten, especially um, glutens from refined grains like breads and pastas. Yeah, and let's talk about that because even if you're getting whole wheat, um, you're concerned about the pesticide profile and the GMOs and the way we grow wheat in this country is something that you would be concerned about. Right, so even if you're eating organic grains, uh, organic wheat, that is, uh, well, if you're going to eat or if you're going to eat wheat, then organic is the way to go. But what I'm concerned about is the, how, how the, how they're sprayed they're, and how they're, how they're grown as genetically modified and how that could affect you and, and the cells that affect your fertility. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's talk about breakfast. What would be a good breakfast for fertility for food? Or food for yeah, facility, so I should say. If we're looking to incorporate vegetables, and that includes in veg in breakfast, that could look like you know two eggs, perhaps with some sautéed spinach. It could be or, or broccoli or kale. You can make a, a quiche ahead of time or little egg muffins ahead of time um, that incorporate vegetables in them. If you don't want to eat eggs, you could have a smoothie that has a couple handfuls of spinach, which you really don't taste in a smoothie right. and, uh, and a cup of, um, a cup of berries, perhaps. I also love, I think oatmeal is fantastic without all of the sugars in it. So steel cut oatmeals and you can, you can, um, take zucchini and peel it and then shred it in there and it disappears. So you're adding a little bit of vegetable to it. You don't really taste it. It disappears into it. You can um, sweeten it with mashed up banana, applesauce, add some cinnamon. And, you know, there's a way to get some, there's a way to get a vegetable in something like that grain. And it's still, you know, you can make it um, savory, but you could have it sweet as well. Yeah, I like to make oatmeal in the morning, too. I even give it for my kids because it's a pretty quick breakfast if you just pour the whole grain oats in and some frozen blueberries, sprinkle some cinnamon and mm-hmm. throw it in the microwave for two minutes. What about sweeteners? Uh, natural sweeteners would be honey and maple syrup. Are, are you okay with that for fertility? I do. I do like that. I think they're they're great. They have great minerals. Minerals are important. Um, and so honey and maple syrup are great options. What about having sugar? I mean, we all like sweets and all that, but there's so much sugar in all of the foods that are typically at the grocery store or in a package. How does that affect fertility? And what do you have any warnings about eating too much sugar? Yeah, you know, they sugar really affects our mood and affects our blood sugar in ways that spike it too quickly. And um, they can be nutrient depleting in effect. So, you know, if you're going to have it, maybe limit it. I like to say 80, 80 to 90% eating on track and then maybe 10% um, in where you're a little off. Yeah. Okay. And I, 
we talk about organic. Some people don't. Oh, does it really matter? Does it really matter for losing weight? Maybe. Does it matter for nutrition? Maybe. But when it comes mm -hmm. to fertility, you are concerned about the pesticide profile. And organic can be expensive. Yeah. But talk about mm -hmm. the dirty dozen and, and the foods you really want people to either avoid or eat uh, if you're going to buy them, to buy them organic. Right. So intake you know, having higher pesticide residues in fruits and vegetables and meats as well um, was linked to a lower probability of live birth, but it also affects, it affects your health in other ways as well. So it, they are endocrine disrupting chemicals. So when you're going to choose, I know it can get expensive to eat um, fruits and vegetables that are, or you can, it's expensive to buy that. So focusing on the dirty dozen, the dirty dozen typically are foods that are thin skinned, like um, strawberries and actually kale is on one of them. Peach on the list as well. Peaches, the 2021 list recently came out and they're pretty similar. Um, tomatoes are one of them. You can look at, look up the dirty dozen, and, um, and, and get a gauge as to what they look, what those are. So, you know, that could be um, the, the ones that you focus on for, for buying organic. Right. Um, and because can, it can get expensive, right? It can get expensive, but I think frozen tend to be a little bit cheaper. And like you said, if you're making mm -hmm. smoothies, you know, finding organic blueberries and organic strawberries yeah. in the frozen aisle um, are... Yeah, they're not that much more money I've noticed. So, <laughs> okay. Right. So, so, go ahead. No, I was going to say so that also, um, we're also going into the summer, the spring and summer season. So, that's when you can also buy locally. That helps as well. Um, the prices are reduced, but frozen is a wonderful option. Uh, so conventional foods that maybe you'd be okay with without having to go organic with the, would be the clean 15, but things like avocado, yeah. sweet corn, pineapple, frozen peas, onions, papayas, asparagus, eggplant, kiwi, cabbage, cauliflower, cantaloupe, broccoli, mushrooms, and honeydew. Those ones, if we want to <laughs> get conventional, um, if we want to split our, our cost, those are a little safer. Absolutely. And they're, they offer great benefits, um, you know, Vegetables are so great for fiber and um, in helping your digestive system uh, process your foods, and it also supports um, great elimination. Yeah, so and that's important. You want good digestion. Now we've talked a lot about getting pregnant, which obviously would mean uh, on the female side. But how important is it mm -hmm. to follow the fertility diet for men as well? Yeah, you know, I, I say what's good for the goose is good for the gander. It's important because there are two people involved. And so I recommend both men, uh, both the woman and the man participate. Yeah. And well, and also because you're talking about cellular material, right? So half of the mm -hmm. DNA is going. And so all of our DNA is considered healthier and more intact when we're eating this way. Absolutely. Um, you know, you being pregnant is like running a marathon and having that nutritional support going into it really supports your pregnancy and postpartum as well. So uh, you want people to make sure they're having healthy fats as well. And some really good things that you would want people to add into their diet would be salmon, but you don't want it to be farm raised. Is that correct? 
Yeah, farm race tends to have additional, um, you know, things like antibiotics involved um, that may not be fertility friendly, if you will. So um, sa- uh, wild caught salmon is ideally better. So we're looking at quality in there as well. Yeah, yeah. And what about nuts? Nuts are great. Um, walnuts are fantastic. Pecans, almonds, seeds like uh, pumpkin seeds and chia. Hemp seeds are a wonderful, healthy fat. They offer some protein as well. Sunflower seeds, avocados. People love avocados these days. Um, olives, coconuts as well. There was just a study that uh, those who ate at least one avocado a week had a 21% uh, reduced risk of heart disease. So it's good for our heart. Wow. <laughs> so that's right. <laughs> you know, oils are really confusing. I want to encourage people to go back and watch my previous Karis Cares on the healthiest oil from naturopathic mm-hmm. Dr. Artemis Morris, who's a big fan of olive oil for the Mediterranean diet. I'm sure you are as well, but let's talk about having healthy oils for fertility. Right. So some healthy oils would be avocado oil, Olive oil, olive oil, typically on something like a salad because it doesn't cook very well. Grapeseed oils, coconut oils, those are the best in smaller amounts because we're still looking at a processed food in here. Um, and they're very dense um, in protein, oh, excuse me, in, in calories as well. But um, the fats that should be avoided are the kinds of fats. They're not in, uh, I think we banned it in some restaurants and most restaurants here in Connecticut, trans fats. But if you buy pastries and French fries, there are chances that they have uh, trans fats in them. Not a healthy, uh, not a fertility friendly uh, type of fat. Okay. Now, if you're really hankering for a French fry, but you make some at home and you make them with your own olive oil, then you're good with it. Ah, okay. absolutely. And air you fryer. know, people love their air fryers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and you know, I think there's so much stress when you're trying to have a baby or maybe you even have a little one already at home and you're going for the second. So this has to be easy. Um, and so I love that you've given a visual like this. If this is feeling overwhelming to you, if you're listening, we don't want people to be overwhelmed, but basically you want to look at your plate and you're saying about half of it should be lots of mm-hmm. fruits and veggies. Then a quarter Mm -hmm. of it is your lean protein, maybe the size of the palm of your hand, and then the rest would be some healthy fat. So like just based on your plate, if you could have that be what your goal is, you can make it kind of simple, right? You don't have to make fancy recipes. It's just about putting the right groups out there. Right. You can just take your plate and um, decide what proteins you want. I I have a list. I have a guide that I created where you have a list of proteins. You have a list of vegetables. You have a list of um, healthy fats and healthy grains as well. And you can just pick and choose. And and it does take a little planning, but that um, planning will help help you be successful in this as well in, in eating and make it less stressful. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I know one of the tips we've had before is just having those proteins ready. So maybe you're buying a rotisserie mm-hmm. chicken or you're uh, getting, you know, maybe a little help and you go to Whole Foods and you buy some of the protein. That takes the longest to cook. So if you've got that and throw it on top of a salad, a lot of times having Whole Foods are fast foods. That would be less time than waiting in the line at Chick-fil-A. Absolutely. <laughs> and cutting up a bell pepper during uh, before, cutting up a couple of bell peppers during the week, at the beginning of the week so you can eat them throughout the week. Yeah, like you, that, just cutting it up ahead of time. So how important is it, do you think, for, I know that you had a big study that you cited where they studied, you know, hundreds, if not thousands of nurses, and they gave them different diets, and it really did affect fertility based on what they were eating. Is that correct? It did. It did. Um, 
so it's the landmark nurses health study um and it was thousands like eighteen thousand, maybe more at this point um and the focus was highly plant focused and it definitely supported ovulatory ovulation which is a key factor of um fertility and knowing when you ovulate um but and it it increased uh it correlated to 66 percent um decreased risk of ovulatory infertility and you know the it, it focused on phyto the phytonutrients from um eating those plant-based foods uh, i know we struggle to get a lot of greens in uh, why don't you give us one last <laughs> tip of how we I, you, I love that you said take a couple handfuls of spinach into the protein or like if you had soup it'll lip it'll wilt right away you can just throw some spinach in there what are some right. other easy ways for people who are busy to get their greens right so maybe make a pot of soup at the beginning of the week or sometime during the week and keep eating on that eating that um stir fries are fantastic uh People love bowls these days, so you can really like have a bowl and have a grain. You can make the grain ahead of time. Um, you can incorporate, you know, whatever vegetables that you want, and maybe you know a sauce that goes with the style of cooking that you want to eat that day. Um, you can make you can make those. You know how you have this uh, mason jar salad bowl salad uh mason what are they called the but jar yeah, the jars jar of salad, salad yeah, right? yeah. Put it um, all in there. Yeah, there are a variety of ways. Um, definitely, I think that eating a salad a day can really help you get those eight to 10 in there. Yeah. So even just simply, if you just start small with just one giant salad for lunch or dinner, put some protein yeah. like wild caught salmon or chicken on top, you're, you're doing a lot just right there. Um, as far as snacks, yeah. you like carrot sticks and hummus. Those can be quick apple slices with almond butter. Um, so you, you're not asking anyone to starve themselves. You just prefer to get away from the processed food as much as possible to improve your chances of fertility. Yeah. And it, you know, it can be challenging at first, but as your taste buds change and as you notice how you feel, you'll probably have more energy. Um, it gets a little easier too. And you'll notice that apple slices taste super sweet. Yeah, I have I have found that as well. I think once you get off some of the, if you get on those phases where you're eating, you know, not such great food over the holidays or whatever, and then once you switch back, you start realizing you feel so much better. And that that's, a, like you said, a big thing with mood and managing stress because we don't want to be stressed out when we're trying to conceive. Um, I want to encourage everyone that if they're struggling with fertility, uh, you can go to the Center for Advanced Reproductive Services, and the website is yukonfertility.com. I'll say that again for our listeners. It's on the screen if you're watching. It's yukonfertility.com. And you can actually call the number 844-467-3483. And, Ami, people are allowed to make appointments with you. You really help people as a health coach get started and really implement these habits because it doesn't always happen overnight. Yeah, right. So I do work with women to um, upgrade their diet, but we also focus a lot also on managing stress, um, what their partners can do, what they might need to um, take out, like some of the endocrine disrupting chemicals in our environment, and really shifting their mindset around um, how how um, their fertility is perceived and 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 the process of trying to get pregnant. So it's kind of a holistic approach. It is a holistic approach of looking at the whole body, including nutrients as a big factor. Let me just follow up on that because there's so many endocrine disruptors and I don't want to leave people wondering like, what do I have to get rid of my, uh, in my house, but what would be some of the recommendations aside from food that you want people to remove from their environments? 
Yeah. So they're, they're all around and they shouldn't, I don't want it to sound, to seem like it's going to be too stressful, but things like switching from plastics to glass bottles, um, not taking a receipt because of the BPAs in a receipt. Maybe you don't need a receipt. Um, uh, We're talking about like phthalates and PUFAs, but even things like vacuuming once a week and dusting because um, those chemicals can be found in your, um, in your dust in the house. Um, Outside means no spraying of Roundup and, and, and pesticides in your yard. And hopefully your neighbor's, don't do it as much either. Um, it means perhaps having an air purifier in your home as well, if you need that, Mm -hmm. um, because there are plenty inside the home as well. So some, some things to think about, and you can, again, do it once at a time. We don't want to overwhelm anyone, but the good thing is you can eat lots of detoxifying foods too, like broccoli and cauliflower and all those things. And your body knows how to get rid of these things. Um, so a little goes a long way. Have you noticed that people can really see some benefits quickly, like even after a few weeks of changing their diet? Yeah. Once you get started, you, I think you can notice pretty quickly, even a a week or two, you'll start noticing and small steps lead to bigger changing changes and, and, and people start to be able to, um, when they feel better, they do better. They feel less stress. It, the benefits are multi. Yeah. Well, I want to encourage everyone again, you can go to yukonfertility.com. We are so lucky to have this Center for Advanced Reproductive Services here in Connecticut. I know they've helped so many families. The number is 844-467-3483. Also, it's just great to have the complimentary services of someone like you, um, where you can help really sit down, spend the time with folks, and, and help them maximize their chances with the best diet. So we appreciate you sharing some information with us today, Ami. Oh, thank you for thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. And if you're listening to this on social media, feel free to share it to get the word out. You can always follow me uh, at Kara Sundlin. I post these there. Uh, if you're listening on the podcast, you can listen on any platform of your choice. It's the Kara's Cures podcast. Have a great day, everyone, and be well.